Welcome our guest, Mike Sargent, film critic, radio TV host, the jack of all trades, and the man with a deep voice. What's up, Mike? <laughs> nano, nano. <laughs> That's a great intro. <laughs> hey, Mike, what's going on with you? How you doing? Things are good. Can't complain. That's and, uh, good. It's, it's been a good pandemic for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, so, so check it out, Mike. You've been, you know, there's a lot going on. You know, we got this is all in your wheelhouse. Will Smith just got the SAG Award. They say he's locked in for the Academy. You know, the new Batman's out with Zoe and uh, what's the guy's name, Rob? Batman. Yeah, that sounds he like that's always be the be Twilight dude. You know, Kim K's dropping her name. I mean, Hollywood is on fire right now. Um, What's the 411? Well, everything you mentioned is going on right now. I mean, the new Batman's probably the biggest thing to happen this week. It's it's yet another take on the Cape Crusader. Uh, but this time, as uh, you mentioned, it's starring a, a Robert Pattinson from Twilight fame. And let's say this. I mean, if you want, I'll give a review or I can give it later, but... Uh, I'm down to here. I was going to go to the movies. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, I'll say this. All right. I got to back it up just to say, you know, Batman's been around a long time and Batman's a character. He, he's an IP at this point, like Dracula, Frankenstein, you know, any, you know, any character from literature. Batman is a legitimate character from literature. So we've seen him as comic books. It started on screen with serials that none of us were alive for, but uh, some of us remember the 60s TV series where it was, you know, bang, pow, zoom. That was a very different Batman. 1989, Tim Burton comes along. He makes a moody, interesting, more like the comic book Batman with Tim Burton, a comedian in a dramatic role that nobody could understand why he did that. Uh, he did a couple of them. They did pretty well. But the thing you always remember is the villains. The villains are always played by actors who are better than the part. Even on the part on the TV show, you always got these Oscar-winning Cesar Romero, you know, people who were respected in the industry playing these roles. So, uh, this new Batman. This is after three other Batmans that set the tone for the DC universe. This new Batman is more like the detective comics. Uh, Batman is out there spying, looking at people with binoculars late at night while it's raining, investigating crimes with Commissioner Gordon, who's played... We have a Black Commissioner Gordon this time. So. Wow. Oh, really? We have a Black Commissioner Gordon. So, I mean, you, you can't make Batman Black yet. On Diversity. Oh, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be Idris? It's not gonna be well, no, they're, they're talking about a black Batman, so that may come. DC's doing every version they can of all their characters, but this Batman has a black uh, Commissioner Gordon, and played by Jeffrey Wright, and it's got a uh, black Catwoman, who's played, as everybody knows, by, well, who is it, Tanya? Who, who plays Catwoman? You should know who plays Catwoman. I do. Oh, who plays Catwoman? <laughs> I do. What? 
I said, I, I'm all frozen and everything. Do I look frozen? You're fro you look frozen in thought. You're trying to figure out. Yeah, who you look frozen. That woman who, who, who <laughs> she's related to Lisa Bonet. Oh, uh, yeah, it's uh, Zin not Zendaya, Zoe. That's right, correct. Zoe, uh, but I'm the yeah, captain. Lisa, Lisa Bonet's in the news, too, but we'll let you get through this before. All right, well, we, we talk about Lisa Bonet, but. So we do have a Gotham City that is now much darker, and not that it hasn't been dark before, but it's dark, it's rainy, it's crime-filled. And interestingly enough, it's crime-filled, and we see lots of Black folks in powerful positions, so that is what it is. But this Batman is a lot more of an emo, sort of a cop-in-a-cape kind of Batman. It feels like a graphic novel, probably more like a graphic novel than any other Batman I've ever seen. Shot amazingly. The, the cinematography is fantastic. It's very memorable. The acting's good. It works about 70% of the time, okay? Because this is, mm. like, yeah, this is kind of like Batman meets seven by way it's of- It's three hours long, Mike. It three is. hours. Dude. Batman meets Seven by way of the Fast and Furious. That's really how I could describe this. And this is a low-tech Batman. He doesn't have any bat devices. This is just, his car is a hot rod, you know? And the, the only problem with this Batman for me, and I don't want to give away plot or anything, is that while it's interesting to see Batman going up against, you know, imagine if supervillains were really psychos, you know? They're like really disturbed individuals, which they would have to be. So... That's where the sort of the seven of the saw part comes in. Like when we find out who the bat villain is, if you don't know already, I don't want to tell you. Uh, I know they talked about it in the post. They said there was a spoiler in the New York Post. See, that's why I don't, I never, ever, I don't watch trailers and I never read reviews till I see the film. Okay. I mean, I'm a reviewer, so I wouldn't get a chance to read a review, but I don't even want to know. Is it going to so, make 200 million this weekend? Easily. Easily. They, because oh, here's wow. the other big news about this Batman. Besides it being low tech and working about 70% of the time, they're charging more at the movie theater to see. I want to know about that. I want to know more about that. Dude, that's a whole lot. We could do a whole show on that. But let's put it this way. We're living in an age right now where we are being completely taken advantage of in every way. Okay. And this is a capitalist society. So... There's no regulations on movie theater prices. So big movies, I think this Batman's the first one. All these big Marvel movies, all the big tent poles that cost all this money. How are they going to justify it being three hours long and, and losing out on like two showings a day? They'll charge more money. So That's why, you know, we're going to stay a little bit on this because I'm a big Hollywood guy. I'm trying to get into the you movie business as a financer type. That's why Tom Cruise won't put his movies on on Netflix or Amazon. Cruz is like, I'm away. They keep pushing back um, whatever that is, Top Gun 3, whatever that he's doing, MI7, MI8, he's shooting in South Africa. He's like, I'm not even going to put it on Amazon. He's the last of the holdouts. Well, he's not the only holdout. There are other holdouts. As you as you know, Chris Nolan, who who did Tenet, you know, he was holding out during the pandemic, didn't want oh, to. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. Uh, just like there were holdouts for when film was moving over to digital, there were filmmakers like, I'm not working in digital. No, it's not film. So eventually everybody, just about, but still there are people who work only in film. Same thing will happen, I think, in, in that some filmmakers will insist. And, and, I, and I think movies are going to come back anyway. It's not like they're movie theater going. No, oh, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go away. But the way it returns now, they can take full advantage. You remember what the airlines did? Remember when it was the energy crisis and, 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 and gasoline prices were high and they had to charge you extra for your luggage because, you know, they had to pay for the right. food. But then when prices went down, we're still paying for our bags. We're still going to pay the, we still exactly. pay the premium. So it's what the market can bear. So the market can bear this because you've been sitting at home watching movies at home for two years. Right. So Want to go to the movies. And imagine if they had charged more for Spider-Man. They'd have made another half a billion dollars more. Oh, man. If they would have charged more for Spider-Man, because Spider-Man went through the roof. But, you know, um, I, but I went, I was um, in Manhattan. I went by the, I was on Lincoln Center this evening before I came in, because, you know, I'm a nosy guy. And I went by the AMC, and it didn't even look like people were really hitting the theater. 
is the AMC where they're playing Batman or are they playing it at another one? AM, the AMC is where they're playing Batman. The AMC is where they're charging more money. Um, mm -hmm. All right. You know, I, I mean, I can, I, listen, I understand. And I was going to pay the price because I kind of want to see it in the theater. And, and it might be because of my attraction to Zoe, but I'm not sure, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just felt the experience was going to be so dynamic that, well, Why okay. not do it this uh, time? All right, let me say this. Let me say this about that. Okay. In my opinion, you know, you say you're, you're you know, you're a Hollywood guy, you know, you're you're clearly a movie lover. Uh, nobody fell in love with movies from just sitting at home watching movies. Right. I fell in love with the movies because there was that one movie, that one experience. And going to the movies, part of what going to the movies is, I mean, early on it was something people dressed up for, okay, historically. Yeah. It's like going to theater because it was a shared experience. You're not just sitting at home. You're you're going out. You're eating. You're dressing up. You're out for the evening. And that shared experience, as a film critic, I could tell you the thing I miss most about watching movies is not seeing it with the intended audience. So mm. if you're going to see Batman, this is the weekend to see Oh, Batman. yeah? Of Did course. you see it at the Lincoln you Center? Go, you want to go with the audience that is so amped that they're screaming. When right. Mm. That's, I mean... That's the only reason to me, that's the main reason to go to see a movie at the theater. Because other than that, it's annoying. People are on their phones, people, you know, but you want to go for that shared, a genre film, a horror movie, an action movie, a science fiction movie, a superhero movie, like seeing the last Avengers movie in the theater with everybody, you know, screaming, moaning, laughing, cheering at the same time. That's what you're paying for, in my opinion. I'm paying for the surround sound that all that, too, I mean, that, that sound is awesome. It's an experience. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I, I see you rubbing your, your, your chin there. Are you taking in what I'm saying? Do you agree? Do you disagree, Jay? Well, I, um, I, I'm agreeing to a lot of what you're saying. I'm thinking a couple of things. I'm thinking Spielberg put the West Side Story. It's on Amazon now or one of the one of us, you know, digital outlets. Also, in the time that we've had the pandemic, it seemed like Netflix had two price rise raises, two price hikes. So I'm thinking, yeah, I see why the movie theater could be expensive because of what's going on in the business. Because it is business, show business, right? Well, yeah, but they're, they're trying to recoup all the money they lost. That's what that is all yeah, about. But, but, you know, but that's the excuse, okay? Right. This is like, so, all right, so when they recoup it, that's like the airlines, oh, we're trying to not cost, the, you know, but when they recoup it, they're going to keep going. Like once yeah. the is sent, once the market, they're just going to keep going. I mean, you talk about the business and you talk about Spielberg. Spielberg and Lucas predicted this like eight, nine years ago. They predicted this. Oh, really? Happened. Yes, different tiers of, of movies. Because if you if you have these tent poles, these big, you know, Batman, how can you charge the same thing for Batman as you can for, you know, you know, how green is my grass, you know, or some independent film that, that, you know. That crazy movie that, what's her name's in and her husband that they think is the hottest movie on the planet. Which, what's that called with Christian uh, Dunst? Oh, uh, Kirsten Dunst. Um, yeah, I know the movie you're talking about. But uh, yeah. Exactly. Nobody yeah. can think of it because it stinks. It's but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what about our girl Zanea? I mean, I love Batman. We're going to rap about it. I'm going to come back to it because I don't even know if Zoe can bring in all the numbers. I know it's going to do well first weekend. Everybody's charged about it. But Zendaya and Euphoria. Well, you know, the, the real scandal with Zendaya and Euphoria is... Um, scandal? Well, there's a scandal. There's a scandal. Mm. The scandal I mean, the whole... Is, is the toxic work environment created oh. by the, the creator uh, who, who created this, Sam Levinson. Sam? Sam Levinson. You, you read up on it, unfortunately. This is the, the big scandal is that while everybody loves the fact that, that you know, it's, it's hit the zeitgeist and it's made stars out of Zendaya and a whole bunch of other people and young people, it's a cult following thing and, and they have non-actors, they pluck people off the street and make them stars and, and it's, it's a phenomenon. Okay, and here's a guy who's like in his mid 30s to 40s, white guy writing dialogue for 20 something people of color. Oh my God, who is he? All right. Well, it turns out that not unlike uh, a certain other director who was known for being 
young and or middle-aged white and, and, and being feminist, uh, and I'm not going to name names now, you know who I'm talking about, uh, it turns out the, the, the behavior on the set, the environment on the set was toxic, like super toxic. And hmm. so it's, it's cast a shadow on this otherwise phenomenal show. And it's making people now question exactly, you know, how things are running. Mm -hmm. So I, I tend to think that that's, that's a whole other conversation, you know, sort of these people who get in a position of power and create these little fiefdoms. And, you know, I'm, you know how it is, you know, it, it starts at the top, like Ellen, you know, it can't be toxic. If, if the person at the top is not toxic or not capable or not tolerant of toxicity, it won't be tolerant. But if mm. they, I mean, that's just my take. What, what's your take there, Tanya Jay? Listen, if it's toxic, it's down the bottom, okay? Because I've been, we've been on situations where the person is oblivious. Let's just put it that way. They're oblivious, don't know what's going on. They're doing their job and getting the hell up on out of there and everything while the bottom is sinking because of all the, uh, the, the drama and toxicity that you're, you know, that you're referring to and stuff like that. So I just think that uh, maybe that top person is oblivious or the bottom, you know? So you're going for the plausible deniability, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, because it, it really comes down to it. They know it's toxic, but they feel like these are the marching orders. There's a budget. They, you know, it gets just out of hand. And then what happens is no one says anything because it's, it's so much money at stake. Or well, I was going to say that money, euphoria. Money. It's so popular that like if you bring out anything negative, then it's going to kill the numbers. It's going to kill the ratings. Right now, that the hottest show on HBO, it's 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 tox it's topics that you think shouldn't even have, not shouldn't be on television, but that are pushing the elements of content. I mean, you got drugs, you got fentanyl, you got rough sex, soft sex. Um, you got transgender. You got everything. I mean, you got everything. That, you got everything. That's what's mill millennials. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, the millennials. I call it the millennial show. But if passing millennials is because I was just out in Los Angeles and, and you know, everyone was talking about it. You seen mm. it, you watched it, you seen it, you watched it. And that's what made me actually watch it because I didn't really watch season one because I was like, this isn't for me. Right. You know, right. Somebody, right. you know, upper 40s, this is for someone, you know, below. But so that's why we buzzing about it. So I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, say, the I'll say this, okay? If you dig, and, and I know you might, or maybe your listeners or viewers will, uh, you'll see this is not, this is season two. This is not the first one. There is, there is an actress, uh, Barbie Ferreira, who model, plus size model, who played a very popular character named Kat, who ended up walking off set. Shit. Her character was in, in season one. And there, there are a couple other actors who had issues with her. So it's been, uh, let's just say, you know, and there's an interesting article actually in the Daily Beast uh, on it. I can, I can send you if you want. And you, again, it's, it's an interesting thing to see. Uh, it's disappointing maybe to see, but um, on the one hand, Zendaya is having a fantastic year, like coming off Spider-Man and then into like the most popular show in your demo you know, you know, being in the Phenom show and then in the Phenom movie, that's a pretty good way to start off your career in your early 20s. Right. I agree to that. I agree so, to that. Uh, I think it's, it's, I, I, I haven't seen what her response is to this, you know, her defense film, because if you remember during the pandemic, he wrote a movie, he being Sam Levinson, wrote a movie that she, Zendaya, and uh, John David Washington shot. They all stayed up in this house and they made this movie. If you remember, that was on Netflix. What was that called? And that movie stunk. Stop. What was it? Stop now. What, what stop. was it called again? I think and I watched it. Come out your show and say what you really think about these films. <laughs> it was shot in black and white. They had yeah. no chemistry to me. What was it called? I, I have it on the shelf over there. Uh, it's one of those movies you can't remember the name of. Women, is that that love story type thing? Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I stopped watching. I could, yeah. You're right, man. It sucked. It sucked. I thought it was gonna be something good, and I stopped. I love you, Zendaya. Zendaya, but <laughs> I that do, one, I do. that I love done, you. 
that I love one you, Renee, but that now. Nah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> there was no chemistry. None at all. I don't even know what that was about. It's just some, maybe they were all high or something. I don't know what the hell. Nah, uh, Malcolm and Marie. It was called Malcolm and Marie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I stopped watching. I couldn't even, I didn't get through half of it. Same I couldn't finish my bag of chips director. on her. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Right, it's writer director of of Euphoria. That's when I started hating on it. I was like, you know what? I don't even feel you. you that's when I start. You know, I was that typical audience, right? You know, I love you when I love you, and then I hate you when I hate you. And I was like, Z, I don't like you. And I was all critical. You're skinny. You're young. You're a baby. You're this. You're that. And then Euphoria came out, and Spider Man, and that was like. And then she's got, she's dating like the A plus plus star, Mr. Holland. Then I was like, okay, cheers. She's hot now. She's great. She's grown up. Maybe she's got some some uh, theater legs behind her. Put her in the category with all the other fantastic actresses. You know, Z- uh, Tr- Tracy and Blackish and Kenya and and Issa and you know she's she's banging. She you know because right now it seems like diversity is just through the roof. What's the diversity all about, Mike? Why uh? We see, you even said, you know, uh, Commissioner Gordon is black. And I love Jeffrey Wright. That's my boy. Ah, uh, your mic's, your mic's, um, you hit mute. Unmute. Hit mute, there right. Well, <laughs> I think a couple things are happening. I mean, and it's a confluence of things. Now, uh, at the outset, I will say there's never been a better time to be uh black uh, or a person of color especially a woman of color in hollywood than right now there's never mm. been never been another time better time uh just in terms of uh, opportunity initiatives uh and i have a lot of thoughts about this too but um so there's never been a better time they're looking to do that for a lot of reasons there are political reasons to do it there are ethical reasons to do it there's been outrage it'll look good for everybody and at the end of the day i think my prediction about uh, diversity in Hollywood, is specifically in science fiction, fantasy, or what they call Afrofuturism now, I think it's going to take over. I think it's going to take over because I think we've seen how many Draculas, how many Batmans, how many Spider-Mans, how many iconic white heroes we've just seen. Ooh, we've seen you're right. White storytelling. We've seen everything through the white gaze for years from literature to film, especially films. And I think now that we're in the age where, uh, again, and science fiction is probably, you know, if you look at the top 20 most money-making films of all time, they're all science fiction, fantasy, cartoons. They're all escapists. That's why we go to the movies. So I think being the reason Black Panther, for instance, changed the game on on so many levels is because Mm -hmm. on the business level, it showed like, wow, Black films, black stories travel. Look at that. Black leads and 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 it made money in China, you know, which was <laughs> why that was perpetuated for a long time. Black films don't travel. So it broke that lot. <laughs> Two, it wasn't the best Marvel movie, but it did something that we've never seen before ever on screen. Right. That is the depiction of a society that has not been colonized. Mm. And that's not even the main part of the story. That's just like a background link. They go to the Wakanda and look, look, it's not colonized and then they leave. And that's not really it, but but the imagery, the concepts, so many things about it you've never seen before. Embracing and and celebrating African culture, you know, to to a fantasy that had never been seen before. All these things, even though the fact that Black Panther was originally created by a, a you know a cool white guy, Stan Lee. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, who, who was an ally and, and, and looking to do something t- different. Uh, it had all that impact. Why? Mm-hmm. Because we need diversity. We need, we need it. I mean, the, let's just put it this way. Audiences need it. And at the end of the day, whether Hollywood wants to work with black and white and Asian folks or not, Latinos, they have to, because that's part of the buying audience. And they, well, if it. they, if they don't, Tyler Perry going to pick them up. Tyler Perry's well, movie. Tyler Perry is is making stars out of nobodies, right? Tyler Perry is right. watching and, and celebrating all our heroes too. He'll put Cicely Tyson in the movie and Ozzy Dave. You know, he's you know, I'm with you. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no, no, no problem, no problem. I'm just saying uh, t- that's why Tyler Perry did what he did. That's why he has his own studios in Atlanta, Georgia. You know, because the Hollywood 
wouldn't let him be him, period. So he created his own lane and hopefully he'll bring everybody up who wants to create there too. Well, and, and I would I would go further to say he didn't create his own lane. He just, he he knew the lane was there and he served, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you talk about the underserved, you know, we've been underserved in terms of representation. So, yeah. you know, we've had the era, you know, we had the quote unquote black exploitation era. We had the, the era of race films, you know, we had what happened since the nineties and it, it could have died out. Right. But, but it hasn't, I think, because of a, a number of factors. One, mm -hmm. they really can't stop us from getting in the industry. We'll make our own films. You exactly. Know? Issa Rae is a perfect I, example. Okay. Uh, you know, her story. Issa Rae, that's our girl. That's yeah. Like, her. You know, her story tells you right away, like, they can't stop us because we'll make, we'll make, the technology exists now where we can make our own things. We can create our own audience. Right. Yeah. And so I think the, the Hollywood, like everything else, you mm. know, you know, everything else black folks have created in a capitalist society run by a dominant culture has to be commodified. So eventually uh, our diversity is part of that commodification. Hmm. Do you think that's why Will's a lock over Denzel? Well, I, think, I think Will is a lock at this point because like for a lot of actors, I think he's kind of owed it. You know, I think that he actually in this for me, you know, from from I'll look at it from three standpoints as a film critic and, and looking at his performance, critical of his performance. I think he I've often I like Will Smith. I like him. He's likable. But I often feel like I catch him acting. OK, in this. Oh. Film, you, you know what I mean? You know, when you you like you're like, all right, look, you know, you're enjoying him, but, you know, he's acting, you know, he's being right. Real his character whatever so uh and you know yes there's something to be said to be bringing yourself but i think comparing this let's say to his portrayal of ali you know not that he wasn't as committed to ali but i think ali was more a, of a shell or a caricature performance than his performance in this where he plays you know he doesn't even he doesn't look anything like this real guy he he, he doesn't even quite do the accent but he committed to an accent, a performance, a way of walking, a way of talking, everything, delivery. He, it was a committed performance, completely believable. You, you, you kind of forget that it's Will Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, and I didn't catch him acting. So, I mean, other than the fact that, like, right, we know it's Will Smith and we know he's pretending to be somebody else like you do in any movie. And, and I think... A, is he the biggest... Is he the global superstar? Is, is well, Will... Let's put it this way. Will has made a lot of bombs but he's still A-list. Really? Well, think about how many bombs he's made in the last 10 years. What's I read his book. He just talks about his eight great ones. Yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly. But what was the last, in the last 10 years, what were the big films that Bill Smith did? Hitch. <laughs> yeah, that was the last that one. Well, that one, over 10 years ago. Like I know. 10 years ago. That's my that was, point. <laughs> that's my point. So that's kind of bulletproof as a star. You know, right, Cruz right. has had a lot more hits in the last 10 years than... than yeah than Will Smith has, but I think Will Smith, part of his appeal is how he came into the industry. I think he came into the industry on TV. Right. Uh, I think you can't underestimate how TV normalizes certain things, you know? Uh, 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 the good part about TV is it can normalize and, and, and make people, you know, embrace things you can learn. You can learn about other cultures. You can watch a, a, a you know, a show about black people and you don't know any black people and you like these black people. And I think Will mm -hmm. Smith, was at a time when uh, the image of a rapper was not necessarily the most inviting for white folks. I think Will Smith, you know, besides being a cute boy and everything for lots of young women, was funny, he was accessible, he was intelligent, and he's had a great career, you know? Mm. You know, and I think he's, you know, he did things his way. He's never, he's not a, a, a Denzel, in that sense, you know, he was always much more of a, a, a not a pop star, but more of a, a movie star than an actor. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and I think now he's become an actor. You know? mm. Okay. And I think people see him. He's had. A I long... mean, he is a black man at the end of the day, but he's definitely not. You know, I see him as night or Snoop or. Uh, you see him but as he's not. He's not even trying to be. He's just. Like you say, he's a likable. Yeah, because of Fresh Prince. He's a Fresh Prince. That's what I'm I mean, saying. I, I mean, 
I mean, he could try other things and, you know, hitch and what was it? The, uh, um, the, 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 the die world die. What was it? Well, called? black. What I was am it? legend. Black. I am legend. Oh. Wow. Yeah. I saw that. That was. Okay oh yeah. Too. I am the legend. But these movies put people in the seats. That's why he gets props. Independence Day, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Independence Day. There you go. That's an old one, that's why. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's real old. That was bad old. Boy, yeah. you know? Oh, that's okay. yeah. Legend Bad Boy. Everybody loves Bad Boy. I didn't like yeah, the last it was one. Like, there was like 15 years between the last Bad Boys because, again, he had a big period of, of right. you know, he just like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know? Right. And in and, essence, um, and Martin. Yeah, but well, that's Martin the thing. make a whole bunch of hit films. Martin, like, you know, Martin was popping on TV and then yeah. the films with Will, but that with was the other people. Yeah. Well, exactly. they said Martin created bad boys. That isn't that correct? Uh, I, I, that's what I read, you know, right. It was like his idea, you know? Uh, and again, I, I believe that it was an idea he had with, um, what's his name? The big director, Michael Bay at the time, you know, okay. Michael Bay was kind of tapped into, you know, the pop culture and what that world, huh? I, mm. know, well, fan. that's the well, that brings us back to Tyler because, you know, Michael Bay's tapped into that world, so he's going to direct this movie. Or uh, who's the other big hotshot director? I think is tapped in. Um, he did Ali, right? Uh, he also Michael the Mann. director of Heat. Michael, What's the Michael, director of Heat? Michael Mann. Yeah. These guys are tapping in because they're trying to, they know there's business in the culture of diversity, I'm guessing, as opposed to Tyler. Tyler's like, no, I'm going to not, I'm going to stand on my own. I'm going to create my own temple. I'm going to do what works for, I've heard him speak. He uses the term what works for us. Mm. happens to be successful for Like Medea isn't really gonna make it big in the Hamptons, you know? But no. then, now it will. It's number one on Netflix today. It's still, it wasn't all that. Well, that's that's because, you know, I, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that too. I mean, I think that, that you know, what I like about Tyler Perry, and he's not necessarily my cup of tea, but what I like about Tyler Perry that he's unapologetically black. He's yeah, like, yeah, okay. Not for white folks. It's like, yeah. you, you, I don't care if you get this. Like, these are all right. these saying all these in jokes what we're eating it doesn't matter whether you get it so i like that i love that actually uh but i i also think you know from an artistic and uh, artistic and business you know you know what is your market you know and 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 we were talking about underserved too you know theater in general has has uh, you know a lot of what theater has been you know especially broadway you know there's been only a handful of black or or non-white things that make it you know to the great white way so <laughs> local theater regional theater you know uh culturally was a certain thing and mm. he comes from what was known historically as you know the chitlin circuit you know which is which is a whole other kind of you know kind of church base a little heavy-handed always a message you know audience participation type of theater that was very popular you know david talbert does the same kind of thing and that's that's a specific thing. Hollywood, you know, Broadway's not interested in that. And for him to translate, you know, Medea was a stage character to, to translate that sensibility to film. Uh, nobody would do that except somebody who knows how to do that, you know. So, mm. and I agree with everything he said. He he realized that you know this is you know this is how I made my success. I and you know. I, I wanted this. I also respect him for expanding because he did create the Medea and all of those kind of movies. And, you know, you know, I can do bad by myself and all that. But he also, you know, tried to do for colored girls. He's also done, you know, just straight acting roles. So I, have a lot I of like Medea. She makes me laugh for crazy behind self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you could get oversaturated with too much media. I'm glad he did take a break. I thought he really retired her. He said he retired her. Yeah. And all, next thing you I know, heard the latest one is the best one. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? It's great. It's the best sorry. one. I'm sorry. It's not the best one to me. Okay. It's not the best one to me either, but it was good. It was good. I love Tyler Perry and I love Madea because she's, you know, she that's my girl. And everything, but it wasn't the best one. There was something missing. 
like salt or pepper or something like that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Something was missing in it. But I would watch it again. Um, I think it was too much acting. And wouldn't it was some it was like not like the others. It was just not, you know, like funny, funny to me. That's me. That's my opinion. So what do you it think? Was I, huh? No, I want to know what Jay thought now. I, I I thought it had a sense of brilliance to it because I thought the timing was good. I thought that it came back was strong. I thought the some of the lingo was trendy. They talked about cannabis, they talked about January 6th. He was current in, in, his, in his editorial. Um, he was interesting in his style and his character. Yes, there were moments where you dropped out because you're going to drop out because your attention span isn't, isn't what it used to be. So, you know, whether it's an hour, hour and a half, 92 minutes, it's like, oh, my God, I got to take a break. I got to check my phone. But I, I also like the characters. He put... Black women in that you've never seen before that was spectacular looking, black men in, you know, he's giving out, you can see it. You sit back and you go, okay, this brother's giving out jobs. This brother owns the studio. This brother's getting paid. This brother's number one on Netflix, which is a generic all, all over. So you're like, like Tanya said, I'm gonna watch it again because you know what? I'm gonna give him my viewership. I'm gonna give him my money. I'm gonna support what he's doing because he's given what it looks like he's given back. And we know there's a mix. We know there's some white people back there. There's some, a, you know, there's a whole rainbow of talent back there, but on the screen and, and probably in the writer's room, there are African-Americans that are making cash because just like our girl who's just nominated for the Supreme Court, sometimes- Oh yeah, my girl, opportunities yes. If somebody doesn't put their foot on somebody else's throat. And what right. Tyler does, and he'll tell it to you, he tell it on Ellen, he will put his, he's not, it's not the term of putting his foot on someone's throat, but he's took his money, invested it, and it's like, Tyler, I can't wait to read your book because I want to know your secrets. It's just not Tony Robbins anymore. It's now Tyler Perry who's giving out. And these people are no names, and he's probably paying them dirt. I mean, listen, they're not getting $8 million, I can tell you that, to support and cash, but... They still got houses in Buckhead, Atlanta, and Georgia. So there you go. They were cool. And that's what made me really dig Tyler Perry. Yeah, the character. Medea. I hadn't seen Medea in a long time. So if I, you did take that absence from it, you're going to get some chuckles out of it. And I the rest of the people are funny. Uncle, uncle whatever is funny. Oh, Aunt, yeah. whatever's funny. The white woman who he played off. Was that a woman? London. Was hilarious. Wait, wait, I mean, wait, there's wait. some jokes in there, so it might not be a ten out of ten, you know, or Rotten Tomatoes. But you know what? It, it, it might get an eighty plus. I think it's an eighty-three. Or I'll give it eighty. Seventy. That's a high number in the business. But I'm just saying, it, it was good. It was just not. I was ready for more laughs. I was ready for something else. But my other question is: Was that woman, the 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 mother or the aunt of the the guy, was that a man? Or was that him playing another character? No, he was, was too short. He was too short. That was a man. It reminded me of Phil Collins. That's what she reminded me of. I'm sorry. Was she funny or was she not funny? <laughs> she was funny, though. She was funny. She there was you go, funny. You got to watch it. There you go. Your mic's muted. Oh, I go. know. I'm listening. That's because I'm listening. Oh, okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. No, no. It was, it was, she's checking it was out. And, and like but I agree. Not my cup of tea either. Yeah. Not my cup of tea. But you know what? It was good. You would watch it at net oh, at home on Netflix with like a cup of Pepsi and some <laughs> chips. Would you pay forty dollars to see it? No. We see that that's that comes back to the earlier conversation. You know, there's certain films, certain experiences. I mean, do you do you need to see Medea in the theater? No. That's that's the question, you know, and so what that the, the danger of that, my in my estimation, is what has happened in the industry uh, and and by creating these tiers. OK, it was the same thing they did with distribution, where if you were a black filmmaker, you lived and died in America because it never got international distribution. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you create these tiers, my concern is that that ghettofication 
like, all right, well, this is not a top tier, so we can only ever release this and only ever charge and only ever make that amount of money. You know, so for a long time, we were kept out of, you know, that hundred million dollar club or the, the, the half billion dollar club. You know, again, another thing that Black Panther did was was show that a, a, a black person could direct something that would have billion dollar appeal, which is which is a rarefied thing in this industry. You know, the, right. how, how many films make a billion dollars, period. And it's right. all white. Men. It's all white men. You know, so that being said, so that's my only concern. You know, maybe I'm paranoid these days because I think America. I think we all should be paranoid. Well, you know, probably things. You know, by no, I don't think we should be paranoid. I think I feel like you know, you just well, every time you you forget, you forget, like, and you feel like, oh, you know, whatever, your sympathy, and it's like, oh wow, Ukrainians are keeping black folks from getting out of the country. Yeah. You know, you're like, wow, that's right. They're white. Wow, right. Even over there, they're racist. Right, right. It's hard to like. It's hard to let go to because you feel like if you're not watching out, yeah, you thought you were good. Oh, in the pandemic, the Chinese are kicking the Africans out of the apartments. What? You know. So yeah, it's it's hard when you're black not to worry that. Can I curse? Yeah. It's hard to worry that they're not going to use that shit against you. You know, yep. every when, when anything can be used as an instrument of oppression. Right, this, right. Gotta watch your back, no doubt about that, it. That so that's my concern. They'll definitely that's I, what I, I, t- brings me back to Will Smith. Yes. You know, because I'm thinking Will Smith's not Idris, Will Smith's not Denzel, like you said, or Issa. And I don't think he, you know, he's not even trying to be. You know, Will Smith wants to hang out with, you know, Batman and Cruz and, you know, you know, Suicide Squad, et cetera. So I'm just wondering, how's he able to really become that top tier guy? You know, I mean, he's really a global superstar, right? He's a global superstar. And I mean, he's a global superstar. He's as well known as any actor you know he's you know there even if you've never seen a will smith movie you know who will smith is right. and i think so that recognizability that that name recognition that 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 he is an a-list star you know he he hasn't hit that i mean as many bombs as he's made he hasn't hit that point where he has to be doing you know you know low budget you know you know he's not like bruce willis bruce willis has got is doing films that are ripping off his own films you know so so yeah what's that what's that film a day to die yeah and and it has nothing to do with the die hard series right and that's the thing he is what will smith i mean not he what bruce willis and arnold arnold's still hot but he's what bruce willis was when they were opening planet hollywood those guys were like mega stars stars. yeah 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 and it seems like will smith has gotten into that world so that to me is kind of exciting when i saw his award speech the other day so i'm just wondering what do we have to look forward to the academy and are we going to see well before we jump to that i gotta bring this up because everyone's talking about i was talking about tanya we didn't really know how to bring it up is this Jada Pickett Smith Red Table <laughs> Entanglement? They're saying Entanglement. Entanglement. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Maybe I don't know about this. What entanglement? <laughs> I ain't saying nothing. It was in February of this year, probably around eight, seven, eight, nine. It was rumored, or they call. They're not even calling it a rumor. They call it an entanglement. Isn't that Jada was pregnant? Okay, and then what happened? And then they said the theory was debunked. Okay, how do you get theoretically pregnant? <laughs> well, well, they never uh, they never said it was actually pregnant. It was one of those things that hit them. See, this is how they, they did a Hollywood spin job on it with their team. We don't know if it was Will. First of all, she's 50 years old. What I believe if it was Will's baby, they would have kept it because she's 50 years old, they got pregnant, blah, blah, blah. But we don't know if it was Will's baby. Will, of course, as you know, was on the red table when Jada had the affair with this gentleman of Austin or whatever his name was, and he was crying and feeling all bad and that blah blah blah. His heart was broken. So she kind of punked him. 
But then recently, Laverne Cox on the red carpet at the SAG Music Award at the it's SAG Awards brought it up again, saying, "Hey, I can't wait till you get back on the red uh, table so you could talk about you and Will's entanglement." And this mm -hmm. entanglement has to deal with her pregnancy. And that, of course, went fiery because everybody was pissed at Laverne for bringing it up. One, she did not apologize at all. Nope. And two, then they said it was debunked that Jada just debunked. Like, they didn't never use the word she was pregnant or not pregnant. They debunked what was called as the entanglement it was a Will's baby. The social media is asking, no answer. Whose baby? No answer. But at this point, we know there's no baby at this time in March, four weeks after the rumor. Yeah, Laverne, it was all over social media. All no, all right. I did hear about this. I thought something yeah. new happened. I thought you were telling me something new. All right. Well, I mean, you want my theory on this? Uh, yeah. We my theory all. is, I mean, I think my theory is like, you know, if it, looks like a duck it smells like a duck it, it you know it's a duck i think i think I what's, what's i think that there's some dirty laundry and i think laverne aired it and she don't care you know uh and and i think that you know their egos their careers their images you know uh and like you said i mean we live in the age of lying mm -hmm. Lying. everything's lying everything's political everything's lying everything you, you watch this tv they tell you this there is no plague putin's a great man you know it's like what you know, <laughs> like, you, know you know everything you know how do you know what's true you don't know what's true because everything you know you know yes he sleeps with pigs i do not yes you do you know it's like and people are like yeah he sleeps with pigs you know, so you can say anything at this point and people will believe it and people don't believe it. And that's, it's always been that way. You know, there are people who still think Michael Jackson, you know, are not even though the kid came out and said, you know, my dad made it up. They're still like, well, yeah, but Michael Jackson, you know, so I, I think that clearly there was an entanglement, you know, right? Uh, and I think that it is well worded i mean you you know you know pr like you said they never actually denied it but they said no we 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 disagree or we debunk it you know which mm -hmm. is, who even knows what debunk means like it's like everybody's got a personal meaning of debunk you know so i i think i think you're right and i think it's clear obviously something was going on i mean the whole what's interesting is the whole concept behind the red table is that whole like you know tell it like it is you know come real come correct and they got and then the host has the most dirty laundry. So the host is dirty. Exactly. I it's, mean, like, it's like I, the dirty laundry show held by the queen of dirty laundry. <laughs> you know, so it's just, you know, maybe that's what inspired her to want to do the show. Like, everybody's got dirty laundry. I got dirty laundry. Everybody does. I want to get it and have a show. So And stay relevant. Yeah, and stay relevant. And stay relevant. Here's stay the other thing. Relevant. Why is she having affairs? For the reason you just mentioned. To stay relevant. Well, because and if Will is Will, Will is doing this and that and this and that, yeah, well, Will, Will's been doing his thing. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then how relevant is she in yes. his game? And, and, and can you really do you know who she is outside of the USA, outside of the black community? Do I, you I, listen? I saw her in a movie not too long ago, and I think she forgot how to act. Oh, <laughs> I was like, Damn, she it seemed like I thought she, she was doing Gotham or something. Yeah, well, again, no, she did equalize it too. She did equalize. Yeah, well, no, she she started. Well, she started back on TV after that. Yeah, I just remember yeah. when she had been away for a minute. It was like, huh, you know. So, I mean, but yeah, she's she's doing TV and he's still doing blockbusters. So, and then their kids are in the news more than her. So, yes. I, I mean, it's relevant. I, I, relevant, relevant, but but also, yeah, but you know, it's relevant. Everybody, every artist wants to be relevant, but I mean, when you were very relevant. In the black community. In the black community and to your husband. In the black community. And, and, and She's not kid. worldwide. Right. You know, your kids are growing up. Your husband's still got a career. The media's not paying attention to you. But this hot guy can't wait to get to bed with you. Well, you know, there it is. Who was it? ASAP Rocky? What was the guy's name? Oh, I don't know. Austin. It was Austin? Austin something. August. August. Okay. Oh, August Asina. It was, Asina. It was Jay Jones. We know it was Jay Jones. <laughs> Whatever. He was way younger than her. Number one, okay. Well, Jay, Jay's young. 
Jay's young. Yeah. Okay, I'll be like, girl, you can't have my baby. Like, what's going on with that? <laughs> like, why are you not having my baby, boo? Yeah, right, right. Why are you Wait. not having my baby? You know, Jada, call us. Let's like, like Tony, you got the you got the switchboard open? What's up? Right. Nine one one, was your emergency? That's what I was saying. <laughs> I'm just sick. What's your emergency? My emergency was an, an entanglement. That's my emergency. <laughs> I know. I mean, those words are the best: entanglement and debunked. I was like, okay, oh that means she was pregnant. She I, had I always, as a rule, I always debunk entanglements. Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too, me too. Hey, what about that All right, Kardashian? speaking of debunking and entanglements, what's up? Are we going to go a little bit into the Kanye world? Oh, my God. Did you see that video? No. I saw clips. I saw clips. I, saw clips. I, I didn't I want to watch it because the guy sounds psycho to me. Well, he is. I mean, I mean, he's been unhinged for a long time. Yeah. That's part of why he's a great artist, you know? But I think, ironically, I think Kim was keeping him sane. You know, you I think, think he only, be, probably I think, so, but I think he had the occasional flare up that we would see, you know? Right. But I think having her in his life as a constant, as a support, I think helped ground him. And mm. now I think he's spiraling off the wheels. Mm. That's mm. All, that's just my opinion, of course. He rolling Absolutely. around with a lookalike? He rolling around with a lookalike? I mean, you know, why I not? I mean, a straight lookalike. Oh you talk God. about that girl, the the girl yeah, from Miami. Uh, yeah, from lookalike. Uh, well, the latest is Julia Fox said, "Julia you Fox, better not try nothing crazy with me because I can get crazy back." You see, <laughs> I guarantee he goes after crazy. Yeah, <laughs> he goes after crazy. Yeah, I mean, he, he's rich, very. Yeah, Maybe well, that's I don't know. I, I think I think this should be a new yeah, show. Lifestyles of the rich and crazy. Mm-hmm. That's the it, show. It should be. And we can profile be. all lots of kind of all kinds of people on that show. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. They well, seem, we, it seems like there's quite a few. Mm. You know. But yeah, that was so she dropped this name. I know he's gonna go nuts now, you know. She dropped. Uh, Wes from uh, Kim Kardashian dropped Wes, so now she's Ooh. just plain old Kim KK. Kim K. Well, K-K. I mean, she she has to detach. I mean, let's put it this way: uh, I I'd say uh, the reason she left him is probably because the relationship. You know, it's one thing for him to be doing crazy things; it's another thing if the relationship becomes toxic. And right. in front of the kids, in front of the not, kids, yeah, yeah, it's not hard to imagine that there was some crazy going on in the relationship and that she'd had enough. I mean, she hung in. How long were they married? Seven years. Seven Seven years. years. Seven? Okay. I think it was seven or eight years. So I don't think she was faking it. No. No, it doesn't seem like it. I don't think she was I think she really did love him. They loved each other. I think they do, and I think he still does. But I think, like a lot of people say, you know, Kanye loves Kanye more than anybody, though. So hey, I totally believe and, it. I mean, you know, I mean, have you seen the, the? I've been looking at videos of his um, concerts. They're like they're everybody's saying they're saying satanic type weird. I don't know. Yeah, this Dang. is this is this will if if, if he gets past this, this will be seen as the dark times. These mm. are the dark times These because are- honey. Oh, poor Kanye. I'm just saying, this is, it's, a, it's a lot. And I'm sorry, Kim. Well, it's hard to get over the love of your life. You know, the mother of your children, you know, that's not an easy thing for anybody to get over. Even if you're not right. crazy to get over. You know, I've seen, Agree. I've seen people who weren't crazy go crazy. Yeah, that's true. Losing yeah. somebody. So, yeah. Actually, know. his mother grounded him. When his mom passed, that's when he started acting really crazy. Yeah. Well, seriously. I, I, you know. Mm. I, yeah, I, well, that happens. You, I mean, yeah. he's, still got, he's got reasons to be crazy. Yes, he does. And that's, that's a good name for a song right there. Yeah. Well, but he but he's just one. taking it over the top. <laughs> but listen, Kim what? might attract crazy because I think Pete Davidson got uh, an imbalance as well. He's got an uh, I, I think I think comedians <laughs> in general have things they're trying to work out. I mean, they wouldn't be comedians. You know, I mean, yeah. every comedian will tell you that. So I think, but what's interesting, 
how many beautiful women just want to laugh. Right. Right, Tanya? Okay. Yeah. So, Thank uh, you, baby. So, <laughs> right, Tanya? <laughs> Okay, so, that's pretty funny <laughs> but it's true i mean look like look at uh colin jost i mean how do you get somebody like that scarlett johansson's dating a guy from saturday night live like, how, does that happen? how does that happen okay you know how it happens because he's funny yeah you know? he's make, funny. Him, make them feel good make him make him make them exactly. feel good so i yeah. mean you look at what's his name um who was uh the guy who's in ted lasso he was married to some like gorgeous woman oh blake lively mm. no that, oh, that's yeah. Yeah, no that's uh was he married to blake lively no that that's ryan reynolds with blake lively oh oh, oh, I, oh know, somebody but, ten yeah but somebody like girlfriend. that level somebody like that level so it's like okay and he's a funny guy but funny guys get beautiful women for the same tom uh, what's his name jim carrey was dating like oh right yeah he was dating yeah. some gorgeous so i i just think that yes I think because especially if you're a beautiful woman, you've had you've seen it all. You've had hot guys, you've had rich guys, you've had older guys, you had younger guys, you had boy toys. A guy that can make you laugh, that's forever. Goes a long way. You're right. Yeah, exactly. You won't stay mad forever, that's for sure. Listen, the long <laughs> past the the sex appeal, you'll still be laughing. Exactly. I think Anne Bancroft good for your soul. ever Nan Bancroft was considered a beautiful woman back in the day, and she married Mel Blunt, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah, yep. he's not exactly a good-looking guy. No, you know? but he was funny as hell, though. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> funny as hell. Look, I stay up in the comedy club every. It's like every other weekend. Um, Jamie, Jamie's um, comedy in Harlem, the first stone black comedy club in, in in New York and everything. But I like to laugh. I'm not gonna lie, I do. I will. I, like I want to ask you now, now, because you, you're agreeing with my theory here. So, why do you think that uh, you know? these you know pete could get kids. yeah well pete yeah pete i don't pete's know not a good looking guy no pete he's not but like, he, he looks like a, he's making me he, i can guarantee he would make me feel i don't know a special way because he's you know making me laugh and and paying attention to me or something like that whatever that is the laughter i want it again and if you're ugly i mean pete's not ugly but he ain't fine either and he got that laugh, you know, he makes you laugh and he's got that laugh and everything. I would see him again. I don't know. Well, what, about that, know. what about that theory that, that beautiful women say, like, um, if you get a guy who's not that good looking, he's very grateful to have you. Yes, that is true. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I got I dated a guy who was not that good looking. And I guess I, <laughs> that he, wasn't that, he wasn't that grateful. <laughs> he wasn't that grateful. <laughs> Damn, you ugly. You still play me? You still play me? You ugly? Damn. Can't wait for shit. But anyway. Um, <laughs> um, so I think I think it's just when somebody's just totally ready, no matter who you are. When you totally ready, then that's it. Pete has, some, okay. Pete has some top tier women, there's no doubt about it. But it looks uh, like yes. Kim really made him a star, though. Kim's relationship has really blown up his career so he's i, I believe i believe he's grateful you know maybe and he's maybe. still doing some things on his own he brought a staten island ferry with yeah, he's just getting going with his career yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's just getting going still. He's, still yeah, he's, young. he's only made like one film two films he's right. just he's still got a long way to go but yeah go ahead he's with going to space show. he got a very long way to go he's going to space with bezos hey i would love to go to space I'm not sure I want to go to space. Huh? I'm not sure I want to go to space. Mm, I will, I will, okay, I'll look through it to, with the telescope. There you go. But it's about time we get up out of here. It is now 10 o'clock. That was hot. That was a hot yes, conversation. So, Mike, real quick, who's going to win the Academy Awards? It's coming on, I think, the 27th of Sunday, Sunday 27th. Let's get those predictions. Uh, well, you know, you, you didn't, you know, you didn't tell me to have my predictions ready, but I, I mean, I, I think Spielberg's probably going to win for Best Picture. Mm. Uh, I think uh, Will Smith will probably win for Best Actor. I think uh, the actress from West Side Story, who played the same role that Rita Moreno <laughs> played, uh, is going to win for Best Supporting Actress. Uh, uh -oh. Yeah, I think Nicole. Nicole's Kidman. getting snubbed. I, I saw oh, no. Nicole's Nicole's best actress, not best supporting. Mm. Uh, yeah, so no, I think Nicole probably will win for best actress. You know, uh, 
I think she's got. I mean, she's but she's got some serious competition too. Yeah, I, I think best I like director. Nicole. I, I'm feeling best director might go to Jane Campion. You know, mm. Power of the Dog, because that movie got so much. That's love. the movie, Power of the Dog. Yeah, well, I love. I love. Now, what about Regina King? No, best director. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I'd love for Regina King to win. Okay, let's be real. I'd love it for her to win. I think uh, best screenplay is probably going to be uh, the the uh, King Richard. Hmm. Uh, that's my take. Um, okay. So, I mean, again, I don't have a full list in front of me, but I have my predictions based on the temperature. Of the All right. And it's going to be live, right? People exactly. are going to it's gonna be live, but you're not gonna see everything. You're not gonna see three hosts and stuff like that. Three, three female hosts. Right. Okay. All right. Well, we're get out of here. It's 10:01. We got time slots to make sure we fit and everything. And I don't like editing all that. Uh, well, so Mike, we're looking out. We appreciate you yeah, joining us you. tonight and every right, well, night. Happy New Year. Happy. You know? Yes. Happy New Year. No, 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 no. Okay. Live long and I prosper. I just joined you on LinkedIn. I thought we was already connected. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> and everything. So um, give everybody social media and we can get them up, get on. Uh, yes, you can find me, Mike, on screen, on uh, Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Uh, I do a podcast called Brown and Black. And I do another one called Too Fast, Two Films. And you can mm -hmm. also find me on WBAI. I do two radio shows there, too. Okay. Uh, I like WBAI. I like that. Stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, Mike. Keeping it real. All right. So definitely, you can catch us. Not a black and tan, but a, what was it called? Brown and black. Brown, I do, brown and I, black. I do it with a Latino co-host named Jack Rico. Okay. Okay. I'm the black guy. He's the brown guy. All right. I like the diversity. See, even in us, we know diversity works. We know. We know. All right. We get out of here. We out. Tanya's got to go. She got a hot day. All right, T. No. <laughs> Listen, catch us on all social media at TJ Always On, Instagram, Facebook, all that and everything. Have a great weekend. Have a great week. See you next time. Take some Peace. shots, Kanye. Put it on the ground. Yep, yep, yep. Peace out. Bye, Mike. Peace out. <laughs>